0: Thanks for joining me today. This is Heidi Saint John, and you have found the Busy Mom Podcast. I am excited today to have back on the podcast with me Jill Savage. She is a friend of mine. She uh, started the Hearts at Home Conference for Women. She's a mother of five adult children, and today we're going to be talking about the challenges um, and the joys of raising uh, your children through adulthood. Something that I think that um, I would love to see get more um, airtime. Uh, as our as more and more women that i have been hanging out with now for 25 30 years are experiencing this like oh my kid oh my goodness my kids are growing up and i'm not sure how to transition from being their mom to being their friend and uh, or they're making decisions and they're making choices that i wouldn't have uh, wanted them to make how do i respond to that so jill's here I've asked her if she uh, would talk to me about this and just hopefully give you all a shot in the arm um, as you parent your kids all the way through because really you guys we want Want to finish well, and I don't know about you, but I sometimes I struggle. I mean, there are many times I just I want to throw my hands up in the air and go, forget it. You know where does a mother go to resign? <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> we hit that. You know, resign. You know, we want to resign right when uh, they need us the most. And so, Jill, thanks for coming back on the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. It is just, it's a joy to talk to you. I, I mostly, and you, you guys have heard me say this now before, but I love the way that you live your life in authenticity uh, before other people. And I think it's important for moms to see other moms who are out there that the Lord has given a, a platform to and a desire and an ability to reach other moms. Just say, Hey, there is no such thing as a perfect mom. And, uh, and God wants us to be hanging out and doing this thing together. And that's uh, part of what we've been talking about with Jill for the last two episodes. And um, I'm gonna link back to Jill's website, to Jill Savage, and also to um, heartathome.org. And you can find everything Jill Savage at, uh, at the show notes today. So if you wanna find out more about Jill and uh, order her books, head on over to um, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, and you can uh, get all that information there. So Jill, you've got, Five kids who are 20 years of age now are older, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, I sure do. And when you, when your first, when your oldest ones were kind of, you know, making the jump from teenager into adulthood, did you have kind of an idea in your head about how that was going to go?
1: Well, I think we all do um, to a certain extent. I don't know that that idea is always accurate. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, and it was so hard because when my older two were heading into adulthood, you know, I still had little ones at home because there was a 13 year difference uh, between my oldest and my youngest. And so I was—I uh, had one foot in one world and one foot in another. yep and I, it was—it was challenging to mm. make that transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, um, especially with the older two, I was a little more—oh, um, could you say controlling? Yeah, hmm, I yep. guess that would probably be a <laughs> good word. Yeah, um, a little more controlling because I was used to. Um, kind of, you know, obviously being in charge of all five of my children's yep. lives. Yep, and um, and so yes, it took uh, quite a bit of um, learning how to let go, uh, learning how to uh, let them make decisions mm-hmm. that I wanted to influence, and I still could influence, but I also had to learn how to step back, and um, sometimes they had to. They had to experience the consequences of a of a mm-hmm, poor decision mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. sometimes I had to i'll tell you as they get older, this is what i i I particularly learn and and this once they're you know, either out of college or they're living on their own or maybe mm-hmm. they're getting married mm-hmm. um, this is what I find myself doing a lot
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> biting, biting your tongue <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yep. I yep. mean, you just and, and you you know, and I pray, I pray that they, uh, especially if it's something that I'm concerned about or I want to speak into, I pray that they ask me my my thoughts. But because honestly, you know, uh, um, a lot of times they will. What do you think I should do? Um, and I'm so appreciative of, of those times where they, uh, they allow me to speak into it. Yeah. And other times, I just have to learn that they now um are independent of us and they have to make decisions on their own and that's hard and i'll tell you the other piece of this that i think is really hard and i think we deal with this even when our kids are at home but i think it happens with bigger things as our kids get older and that is um to recognize that their decisions do not define who we are as a mother
0: wow so important! you should say that again can you say that again Our kids' decisions do not define who we are as a mother. Mm, So
1: important. Because our identity has to be in Jesus Christ. Yes. Our identity cannot be in our children's appearance. It cannot be in our children's choices. Yes. It cannot be in our our children's uh good choices or bad choices. It has to be in Jesus Christ. And and if it if we are attached to our kids' choices and that and we're using that to define ourselves, we are going to be on an emotional roller coaster. And, and it's like, it's like building our life on sinking sand, but if we will build our identity in Jesus Christ, that is building our life on a solid rock. And no matter what happens to our kids, no matter what choices they make, no matter how they choose to live out their adult life, um, we uh, still know that our identity has not changed. Yeah. And I think that's really important because when we can do that, we truly can love them for who they are. Mm, it's really and important. And that's, that's hard sometimes if, if our identity is attached to them.
0: Well, and I think it—it it kind of stems back to the no more perfect moms. I think that you know when our kids make decisions and they're bad decisions, we feel that it—and it somewhat does it, because it can't, you can't—you can't help it. Sort of reflects on the parents a little bit. But when we take that—that that reflection, that bad choice, and internalize it, and just go, "Oh man, this was all me. It was all me." No, it wasn't. All you, your your kids no. reach an age of accountability where they are accountable to the Lord. Which is, you know, it's tough for moms who are like, "Why did you do that?" Like I've told my kids before, I realize that when my kids embarrass me, it's because typically because I'm I'm struggling with my own pride. You know, I'm thinking, yep. you know, what so and so uh, going to think of me? But as our kids get older, particularly as they become adults and begin to you know live life on their own, we need to change the way that we see them, and our role goes from you know that controlling, which I think partly, you know, I also, I agree with you. I was more controlling of my older kids and probably less of my younger ones, but part of it is I realized that there, I died on some hills I didn't want to die on. And part of it is I'm just more tired now. (laughs) Like, You know, I, I feel like they wore me out. And so now my, you know, now that there's a next group of kids uh, coming up, I'm just like, well, I, you know, that I died on that hill, not going to do that again. You know, I mean, obviously there are things that, there are hills that you die on no matter what. Uh, But I thought this was interesting. I was at um, Focus on the Family, and I'll link back to this in the show notes today. But there's this uh, dad sharing about his experience in raising uh, his adult kids. And he said, finally, I'm beginning to see my children in a new way. Both are married with kids of their own, and I'm amazed at what good, capable people they are. I realize in talking with others that I have not been as encouraging as I could have been. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that's why my daughter seems distant. I feel anxious around her like neither of us is telling the truth, and I want to change it. I need to apologize and tell her how truly proud of her I am. I've been measuring mm-hmm. her by my standard instead of seeing her for the yep. beautiful person God created. And I love that. Yep. I love that humility. Um, it's required. It's a requirement in, in healthy parenting, as, especially as our kids it, get older.
1: It really, really is. And, you know, I um, eventually, after we wrote No More Perfect Moms, I co-authored No More Perfect Kids with Dr. Mm. Kathy Cook.
0: Mm. And
1: um, one of the things we looked at is what happens when the perfection infection invades your parenting Yeah, and you have unrealistic expectations of your kids and you unfairly compare them to others. Sometimes they're siblings, sometimes the neighbor's kids, kids at church. And and one of the antidotes, to the perfection, infection, and parenting is acceptance and learning to truly accept our kids who they are. And acceptance doesn't necessarily mean agreeing with, Mm -hmm. particularly when your kids get older and they're Mm -hmm. making choices and living life in a way that maybe you don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Uh, But acceptance means that you understand their reality, um, that you love them through it, um, that they still belong to you no matter what. So that's important. what acceptance is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important uh, that we learn to accept. And honestly, when I look back and I look at some of the struggles and some of the places where I've had strife with my kids, it's because it's come because I, not been accepting of who they are. Mm -hmm.
0: And there's a difference. And And I know that you, I know you don't mean this. I just want to clarify. There's a difference between accepting your kids and loving them unconditionally and condoning something that they're doing that, you know, is wrong before the Lord. And I think boy oh, these are these are absolutely. tough. I mean we're living I mean Jill you you know this you and I could probably talk about this for hours as well. We are living in difficult difficult times and our kids mm-hmm. are listening, you know, they're being bombarded with voices that are absolutely counter to the word of God more so than any generation I think that I have have lived to see. And so mm-hmm. being able to shepherd our kids and give them wind, wisdom and insight without being critical and pushing them away yes is really yes. really challenging and i think parents well, need to and, know it's it's okay that it's challenging but you can you can be both loving and truthful because god has asked you to be both of those things
1: absolutely absolutely and yet Wait, the accepting part has to be that, in fact, one of the things I've learned is, you know, we've got a couple of our kids that are making choices we do not agree with. Mm-hmm. And they know that and mm-hmm. we talk about it and, and they certainly know where we stand and we've expressed our concern and we've taken them back to God's word, all the things that we need to do. Yeah. But I, they know where we stand. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now they need to know that we love them. Yep. We love them. They will always belong to us. And, um, I pray for those places, but I've learned that part of connecting with your kid, part of it is really connecting to the heart of your child, no matter whether your child is two or 12 or 22 or 42. And, um, and so, you know, I've learned that, um, once we state where we are with whatever that issue is, it's like 10% of the conversations we have are about that issue and 90% are not.
0: Mm.
1: because, because I want to have the ability to continue to speak into their life. Yep. Yep. I want to have that connection. I don't want to break that connection Mm -hmm. that, that takes away that ability. And so that's, that's the hard part. I think we, uh, you know, we can tend, especially when a child is making a really poor choice, mm-hmm. we can tend to move into lecture mode. We can mm-hmm. tend to, you know, uh, always be addressing it. Mm-hmm. And they know, they know where we stand. Mm-hmm. And so we pray, okay, Lord, show me when I have an open door to do that right. and I need to be faithful and walk through it yep. and then show me when I just simply need to love And it needs to, that issue needs to not be on the table Mm -hmm. so that I can preserve this Mm -hmm. relationship
0: yeah it's so important, and I think for you know moms and I know there's a lot of dads now who are listening to the podcast too and i I think it's important to be reminded um of God's heart for the the parent-child relationship. He desires that we um that we are imitators really of Christ, that we are Christ to our mm-hmm. children. and Ecclesiastes remind us that there's a time and a purpose for every everything under yes. heaven. And so as we consider our situation with our kids, it's important to say, Lord is now the time is is right now the time that you want me to take steps. To either restore Mm -hmm. a relationship that I have with this child, or to speak truth into life, even though that truth might be painful for them to hear, Proverbs says that right words spoken in the right time are like apples of gold in a silver setting. And if we mess either one of those two things up, either the timing is off or the words are off, then the then the the words that God wants to get to the heart through to the heart of that child can't get through in the way that they would have if we had waited for either God's word or God's timing. And when those two things come together. And we can go to our children yeah. and say, "Listen, we want we we're going to talk to you about this because we love you." Oftentimes, I've noticed with my kids that when I start by admitting my own imperfections and just saying, "Listen, these I life is hard, right?" And we're struggling, but we're struggling mm-hmm. to walk in a way that pleases a perfect God who says that He will guide us and guard us and govern our sons and our daughters in ways that we as parents could never carry out on our own and I think we need to remember that like we're we're coming before the lord and saying lord change change the situation um to into something that is pleasing to you and that God can do it. It's never too late. And I think so often I'm hearing from parents that are frustrated and tired and weary. And I just wanna tell them today, it is never too late with the Lord. Don't stop praying for your child. Don't stop loving him. Don't stop inviting him over for dinner. You don't have to invite sin into your life to invite your children into your life, to love your kids and uh, speak to them in a way that God would have you do it it's just um i think boy you know our kids need us to love them they really do
1: mhm oh absolutely and i think sometimes um we get confused and we think well if i love them it's like i'm condoning their behavior yeah not no not at all yeah. um I, you know when i when i look at the life of christ he stepped into the world of yeah. of those that he that he was ministering to. Yeah. And he spoke truth. He did. But he also he loved them yeah. and, and he loved them in such a way that they could accept that truth. Yeah.
0: Well he was the ultimate paradox. And, I mean he really was that he was the paradox of grace and truth that we struggle so hard in this generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we struggle for it because I think it's a spiritual battle, right? I mean it's you know, the devil doesn't care which ditch he knocks us into so long as we're in a ditch. So we could be in the ditch of grace and just knock be willing to tell the truth, or we could be in a ditch of of legalism and and adhere so harshly to the truth that they don't hear the grace in our voice and they don't hear the love of of God who said, listen, I died for you so that you could be set free so that you don't have to live this way. And I think, man, Mm -hmm. we, we wrestle for that. Um, at least I do. I wrestle for that. My, I tend toward, and I've always been this way. You know, my gift really is a gift of exhortation and of see, sort of seeing. I tend to see things in shades of black and white, and I am constantly yes. going before the Lord me and saying, too. "Father, give me grace," because I just want to go. What yeah. is wrong with you? You know, and and God yeah. saying that's that that really that really isn't me. So go back and try it again. Yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: yeah God's really been growing me in compassion, yeah, um, because i I'm a buck up mom, yeah, I am, I'm just kind of buck up, move on, and yeah. and that's been a place that God's really been growing me, and that that compassion works with acceptance and mm-hmm. it works with love and all of that together, but he's really, really helping me to um learn to build more bridges with yes. my kids mm-hmm. to um to you know definitely um uh step into their world a little bit, Mm -hmm. have a little bit more understanding. And that builds connection. And we need connection before we can we are effective at correction. Yep.
0: Yep. And so that that's why this is so very important. Mm, So good. Thank you so much, Jill, for hanging out with me over here at the podcast. I just I'm always encouraged by your heart for moms and your heart for the Lord. Uh, and for shepherding kids for such a time as this, uh, never has it been more important. I don't think for moms to hear um, voices of other women who have been there and done that aren't afraid to say, "Boy, this is hard, um, but it mm-hmm. works with the Lord. It really does." So, thank you for for joining me. I really have uh, enjoyed having you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Heidi. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, you guys. We want to leave you with uh, a thought today, as we've you know kind of dump, jumped, I think, into a little bit of deep water. Just to remind you that only with God. Is it possible to find hope and restoration? God is the one who heals. He is a God of healing. He actually specializes in it. He specializes in restoration. It is never too late, even when your kids are grown. Jesus promised in Mark ten twenty seven that with God, all things are possible. We can count on it. Thanks for listening today. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.